Back again on the Double Team Podcast, Stephen Root, Nick Wiggins, back after a, what we'll call, after the best trade deadline of all time, we come back to you after the worst All-Star game. I don't know about the worst All-Star weekend. Um, It might be if it weren't for one Mac McClung. I think that was uh, the only event worth watching, but following the All-Star weekend, games pick up again tonight. That is Thursday. We're recording today. Nick Wiggins, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. Yeah, All-Star Weekend was a little lackluster. Uh, uh, Tyrese Halliburton did break 30 points, so uh, Starry, the new soda, they donated $300,000 to NBA Cares, so that that was cool, I guess. And I will say, the marketing, like the Starry three-point contest and then the Starry ball from Starry Range, it had me wanting to taste the soda, so I'm going to count that as a win for starry as a brand yeah i guess i'm getting old man i I never really figured out what starry was this is the first time i'm hearing that it was a, a soda of some sort oh, so. Dang. so maybe they didn't do a good job saying what they were but yeah they're probably like the me new, yeah they're, they're the new like sprite competitor i think they they discontinued sierra mist and this is what's replacing it yeah probably me just not paying attention the way i should um i know they called the slam dunk contest the at&t slam dunk that's what yeah. the uh not a, i couldn't understand that i mean you know where's the contest but ratings for this event lowest i don't can i say ever or they're just down substantially down 29 percent from last year i believe yeah um so the yeah, all-star yeah. game it was it was bad uh all-star game sucked the right uh not the rising stars challenge where jose alvarado hit a three by the way but the um the skills challenge they did like some new and and different mini games but did, did you see the one where they had to uh, there was like five different spots each one was worth you know one point if you hit like a floater range it was five from almost half court a three was like three and uh no one could hit anything like that no one was skilled enough i think the top team had like eight points it was really ugly to watch yeah, all of it was ugly. Um, I like Dame Lillard winning three-point competition, um, popular win. Uh, Julius Randle having no reason to be there whatsoever. Your guy, Julius Randle, awful, yeah, he man. he ass. Kevin Herter didn't show up. Yeah, no, it was, it was so, it was so lame. All of it was. And uh, Mac McClung, I guess, as advertised, that was a guy to watch that was being talked about. Those other guys, Trey Murphy, okay, all right. You're tall and athletic. Sure, fine. Jericho Sims, I think he got like a 48 or a 49 on the dunk where he used the net to pull himself up. Total joke. Carl Malone being there was a total joke. Well, And and he did the same dunk twice where he put both his arms all the way in the rim. The second time he was like, I'm going to tape a letter on the net. And he dunks both arms in again, same dunk. And then... In the cringiest moment of maybe the whole weekend, he very slow. He, he doesn't even. He's not even able to open it quickly. He very slowly opens it and reveals number fifty. Yeah, that was right, the corniest dude. dunk I'd ever seen. It was. It was terrible. But Mac McClung, you know, he won a hundred thousand dollars following the dunk contest that he won. I think he had made a hundred and six thousand dollars so far in career earnings. Um, ticket sales to the G League games, the G League teams he plays for are up 8%. It's 
So, yeah, sure. man, a lot of people know who Mac McClung is now. I didn't see Uncle Riff Raff anywhere in there. Guess he didn't bring him along. Uh, but I, that dude was. I didn't hear any. For sure. I didn't hear any. Uh, I didn't hear anything about Riff Raff. I remember. I you hope I'm right about that. Maybe just, yeah, that's what, I, that's what I'm like. Is that true? I swear I've seen that. I I thought uh, I was pretty confident when I said it. But either way, we're gonna roll with it. So I don't know. Right, fair enough. I could be wrong. We'll, we'll, um, I'll believe it since you said it. I, f- I definitely think someone may have just been making a joke like, oh, Riff Raff, your uncle. <laughs> like, just like stupid like that. But I hey, don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But uh, yeah, the whole the whole experience was so underwhelming. What do you do to, to fix any of it or all of it? Um, whether it's the game, I don't know how you can. I mean, those guys are not going to risk getting hurt, obviously. Right. I mean... Yeah, maybe you have to make it where Kyle Lowry is in it every year. Um, I don't know, because right now it's like there's no intensity. See, I almost wish if if Giannis would have just gotten with all the people on his all-star team and just been like, yo, let's go out there and play the hardest damn defense we can and just see how they react. You know, like just to like what if what if your goal was to hold an all-star team under 120 points? Now, that would be a challenge, right? But I guess it was it was horrible. No one cared. It got to where, you know, they're just letting them run free. I think you get rid of the all star game and you do a one on one tournament to seven. That would be cool. I mean, you could have uh, how many tiers you want, how many players you want to involve in that. That could be cool. Have a. uh... A tournament, be, yeah, and that'd be a lot of like you know bragging rights. Like you're the best one-on-one player in the NBA. Like I think I mean, that guys would... would guys would want to win that at least, you know. But still, I, I don't see how you're gonna convince guys. There has see, to but be, they'd, guess... they'd want to they'd want to win it, but they more importantly wouldn't want to lose it. Like, can you imagine in that first round if Ja yeah. Morant like had a bad shooting uh start and he's like oh damn i'm about to lose to Giannis lost to julius randall in round one you know what i mean exactly exactly have that never hear the end of it and that would that would go so viral and take off so much but i almost think because that likelihood's so high that maybe people would be scared to join the one-on-one tournament like is lebron signing up for the one-on-one tournament he could very easily finish in like you know lower than 10 nah dude no way but they gotta they gotta offer a big payday, right? They gotta incentivize the risk. You know, if you're you gotta make it worth their while and worth the risk of getting hurt midway through the season. I would say a million dollars on the line to the winner of a one-on-one tournament style challenge. That would be cool, man. I think you know people would talk about that a lot, right? That and, yeah, that would carry, man. That would carry. Yeah, yeah, and you know you could have a surprise performer who's you know. One on one king. I don't know, but right, exactly. Do- like, imagine. I mean, who who's like? Imagine like Jordan Clarkson if he somehow was in there, he'd probably do pretty good. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, I bet there's maybe a lot you of players like a guard who are more suited for one on one. Yeah, you do like a guard tournament, a bigs tournament. Uh, no, I could work. Maybe you do like the three dribble limit, like king of the court type vibe. I don't know, but they yeah, they I definitely like- need to come up with something new because i mean you watch one quarter into that all-star game and here we are with an nba podcast i had to turn that (laughs) i had to turn it off 
I know. I I couldn't. It was kind of rough to watch. I mean, the game itself was horrible, horrible, horrible. Um, but you're right. They they better do something very different. And if they don't get rid of it completely and give these guys, I guess, a real vacation time to take midseason, if that's what you want, an all star break, that's all the ca- players care about. They care about going to Mexico during this break. They do not right. care about risking themselves and you know meaningless all star stuff that apparently no one's watching either. So, yeah, either do something fun and maybe a little less of a of an ordeal, multiple days that it takes to get this thing done. I, I, that shouldn't be the case, man. It should be one it's, night. It's just the reality of like the times. I feel like look at the Pro Bowl. Look at look at any All Star game in any sport. There is, there's just no reason to try hard. I mean, no. on paper, you think, oh, I got. Uh, 24 the best NBA players all playing on a team together. You're thinking that's going to be exciting. That's going to be fun to watch. And it's just not because they don't care. Why should they care? Right. Why would, I mean, why is Luca going to come out and just start defending as hard as he can? It makes no sense. Um, yeah, I think I don't the know. draft was, the draft may have been more exciting than the, than the game. I mean, just, yep. I, I don't know. I'm, I don't even think it's hardly worth talking about. That's how bad it was, but you yeah. know, whatever they Let, got to figure let, something let, out. Let's start talking about real basketball then, please. Um, what you want to get into first? How about you your Atlanta, Atlanta Hawks? Ride? Let's get All that right. out. All right. So my Atlanta Hawks, they finally fired Nate McMillan, who had been asking to leave, uh, since December, November, did not want to coach anymore. These guys, they turned on him. You know, Trey Young, we've all saw the, those stories come out, not leaving the hotel room, not being allowed to come to the arena. That's some new stuff that I've never heard before. Um, it just wasn't working. We're 29 and 30. Yes, Nate McMillan yeah, came in in midseason uh, and took over for Lloyd Pierce, and he took us to the conference finals. That was amazing. But other than those three months where you were our interim, since you've been our head coach, you've not done anything worth note. Uh, we, we bring in, we got all these young, um, who you think has good potential, DeAndre Hunter, Anyeko Kongu, Jalen Johnson, uh, and they're just not hitting the potential you think they would. Nate McMillan's not known for developing young guys. It 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 needed to happen. It's unfortunate. It people are trying to paint Trey Young in a bad light that he's a coach killer. I don't think that's the case. I think he's just really competitive and maybe he can tell if the writing's on the wall if they're gonna win or not. And that frustrates him knowing that it's not gonna work with this guy. So Nate McMillan's gone. There were some reports. Could it be Ime Udoka? Could it be Quinn Snyder? And as of today, uh, February 23rd, news is pretty much all but confirmed that it's going to be Quinn Snyder. He's interested. That's who they're going for. They're trying to make it this move happen quick. Uh, I saw rumors that maybe they'd give him the role of like president of basketball operations, which is nice. Um, and I think Quinn Snyder would be the best possible hire that the Atlanta Hawks can make. So when and if that all goes through. I'm going to be feeling really good because, I mean, think, Quinn Snyder came to Utah right after Gordon Hayward left, right? 
So everyone's thinking they're tanking, that's over. No, immediately he puts them back into regular playoff contention, no doubt. They were even the one seed one year. He took Rudy Gobert, that goofy MFer, and turned him <laughs> into the best defensive center of all time, statistically, right? He took Donovan Mitchell, an undersized guard, and made him an elite scorer and an elite player. And he helped develop a lot of that young talent out there in Utah. So I'm excited to see how this all pans out. I think it's best case scenario. Um, so, yeah, I'm feeling good. What What do you think, Root? What are you thinking about Nate McMillan? He's out and bringing Quinn Snyder in. Yeah, they, they kind of had to get rid of Nate McMillan. I mean, they're just – the team was kind of looking like – they were falling apart, at least. I mean, they were hovering around 500. And you watch them, and they don't have it, whatever it is that makes you win more than half your games. Um, whether that's a Trey Young thing, I may question his drive or his how good of a teammate he is just by watching him. And now the reports are that uh, he said what they are. But I, I don't know. I know Trey Young's your guy, but. I'm not sold on him as a winner and a teammate. I just don't like his body language a lot on the court. Um, they don't look like they play together all that well. Um, you talked about the young talent that should be, but often isn't. Um, you know, they don't show up a lot. I liked when they drafted Jalen Johnson, had way higher expectations for Hunter. Not happening with those guys, though. You know, and Nate McMillan, whether he's too nice, nobody, everybody quit listening to him, whatever it may be, it was time to go. Um, Ime Udoka and Quinn Snyder, easily the top two choices for anybody. If it was me, it would be Ime Udoka, as long as he can keep his hands on, you know, staff members. But, uh, you know, I don't know. Quinn Snyder, I'm a, I was a, I've been a big fan of him for a long time, so can't go wrong with either of those guys. Um, I'm I would be excited about Quinn Snyder, but I mean the front office. We've been talking about trading John Collins forever. I mean, this is yeah. now just an awkward thing that his name's been floated for so long. And what are those relationships? What is that relationship like? Can you kind of mend that? I, you know, I don't know. They kept him. I guess they're going to try. Right. So, yeah. I mean, John Collins likes Atlanta. He wants to stay in Atlanta. All the other players like him in Atlanta. I never and understood. Whatever was the, it? What? Yeah. What was I it? I never when understood he, the trade rumors. I think they were just like, well, Clint Capella is a lob threat and plays defense. John Collins is a lob threat. We can't have two of them. I don't know. I think, I think what it is is John Collins is a better player than the role that he had on the team. Yeah. Um, maybe that's Nate McMillan. Maybe that's Trey Young. Maybe it's a combination of both. But, I mean, you got a lot of times where, you know, this is a guy who could get 25 and 10, um, but he's averaging like 12 and 7 just because right. he's not getting touches. And I think a lot of that is Nate McMillan and the offense that he chooses to run. He just lets Trey Young ISO. And Trey Young, if you look at the stats, when he's on the court, our offense is great. So he's really good at ISOing. And, it's, and statistically, that is positive. But when it comes to win-loss, here we are, you know, right around 500. It's not consistent enough. But, I mean, Quinn Snyder, he he runs an offensive scheme. That's exciting. We don't have an offensive scheme. It's really just Trey Young. Please help us. If Trey Young's not on the court, DeJounte Murray, maybe you can help us. Um, right. but, but just seeing what Quinn Snyder's done with Donovan Mitchell— 
a small guard. What he's done with Rudy Gobert, a big, goofy, no offense at all center, lob threat, but just defense, just like Clint Capella, right? And he also, he he can help other players shine, like Jordan Clarkson was very elite, Joe Ingles. I'm, I don't know. Ime Udoka, just not enough proven for me. He had one year in Boston where they went good, and then he immediately leaves, and his replacement is just as good. Yeah. So was that Ime Udoka? Was that Boston? I don't know. Quinn Snyder, he was a former assistant under Budenholzer, so he knows the city of Atlanta. And he went out in Utah for a long period of time, eight years, and was very consistently successful. So, nah, man, I, I'm... I'm pretty pretty over the moon about the hire. Yeah, you should be. I mean, Quinn Snyder has proven it and has made Utah look great for a long time. Um, yeah, um, they they kind of just got some figuring out of how to play together. You know, they got some pieces that. Uh, yeah. Like, like if, Tra- if, yeah. If if, if, if Trey Young is a coach killer. I don't think Quinn Snyder is a coach that can be killed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if, yeah. if Quinn Snyder's come in, he's like, all right, y'all, here's how we're doing things. We're running this system. We're all we all gonna play together. We're gonna do this, we're gonna do that. And somehow Trey Young's still grumpy and not going with the program. It's not gonna be all right, Quinn, it's not working. At that point, there'll be more difficult and, and different type of conversations being had. I hope they don't, but Yeah. You would um, you would think that the kind of coach, real coach that Snyder is. I think we'll find out exactly what kind of player and teammate Trey Young is. If you don't buy into what um, Quinn Snyder is trying to do, then that's seemingly on you, on him. Um, so yeah, I I have those questions about Trey Young, and if he doesn't fit in with Quinn Mur or Quinn Snyder, Quinn Murray, um, with Quinn Snyder, then I would point to him as a big reason why things haven't worked. But uh, you know, with John Collins and um, Oh, who, who, who are you blanking on? Clint man? Capella. Sorry, John Collins and Clint right. Capella, and then DeJunte and Trey. Trey, it's like you've got these guys that it's like you have to figure out how to use them all at the same time or what their roles are because they're sort of similar positions, right? They're not evenly yep. spread out with multiple guys that play multiple different positions. So that's kind of what he's got to work with. But I'm all for it. I'd be happy if I was a fan. No, yeah, I'm I'm really excited and and you know you got Bogdan Bogdanovich, you got uh uh Hunter. So we we're we got a really deep roster, a deep young roster, but maybe we're too young. Maybe we need like some 30-year-old man in there uh saying what's what, but I don't know. We're going to see and you think, you know, you're bringing a new head of uh head of the house. So uh in the off season I'm not expecting much to happen like in the playoffs or anything. Maybe make it through the play-in, maybe not based on how we've been playing, but there's probably going to be some big changes just to fit Quinn Snyder's scheme, so I'm excited to see what the future holds for sure. Yeah, it might take him a little while to, if he's going to change up everything, how they run their offense and everything, then, I mean, yeah, you're going to need the second half of the season just to figure that out. I don't know what they're chances in the playoffs even look like at this point um it's too hard to tell i mean they're completely starting over with somebody new um but talent's all there that by by next year 
you know, again, the expectations are going to be there for Atlanta. Can they do anything with them? Yeah, I'm I'm hoping we can, man. Uh, another team with high expectations is the Los Angeles Clippers. They made a lot of moves at the trade deadline. They did get rid of Reggie Jackson, though. Uh, so people are wondering who's the point guard going to be. They bring in Bones Highland, but, you know, he's young. You can't expect that guy to be getting a lot of playoff minutes. Well, news comes out uh, that Russell Westbrook re-teaming up with Paul George, moving to the other side of the Staples Center. He's uh, now a Clipper. What What do you think about Russell Westbrook joining the Clippers? And did you see the Ty Lue news? He's saying, we want Russ to be Russ. Th that's Mr. Triple Double. So he's yeah. not sh shying away from who he is. Well... I mean, if you bring him in, he is him, so you better just embrace it. He's not going to change that much for anybody, I don't think. He is who he is. Um, but if they put that kind of confidence in him, I think that helps Russ. You know what I mean? I think that uh, when he comes to LA, when he comes to the Lakers, you know, he's the third man, like absolutely the third guy, and he's kind of more don't screw up as opposed to go out there and, you know, I like what they're doing with at least putting the confidence in him um, so he can have some of it, uh, you know, but now you look at it, how he's going to play with Paul George and Kawhi. I like it. Honestly, I don't know of a better fit for Russ. I, I still am not buying into the Clippers um, winning the West for sure. I'm definitely not going to say that they're just time and time. They, they prove to me that they're not going to. You know what I mean? It's one of those, they'll do it before I before I buy into it, and I don't yet. I think they'll be entertaining. I think they'll figure out how to play together very quickly. I think he's going to plug in and play with those guys very quickly. Um, you know, but he just better know when to give the ball up, especially with Kawhi yep. and Paul George. You got to know who you're playing with, um, guys that can get their own shot and hit every shot that uh, don't be out there looking foolish, holding the ball forever and throwing up terrible shots. You can't do that. And if he comes out and does that immediately, then okay, there it is. I mean, there's your sign. You're going to know immediately that, all right, this isn't going to work. Um, and unfortunately, yeah. that's kind of where Russ is. You can pretty much figure out quickly if it's going to work or not based on how much of the game he's trying to take control of. Um, you got to know who you're playing with. And you're playing with some elite guys Kawhi is definitely not younger Kawhi, but Kawhi is still very good. Um, you know, but still you got these guys you have to incorporate into the game. Do not hold the rock and throw up those terrible shots. You just can't do it. Yeah, and, you know, toward the end of his Lakers stint, Russ actually was playing pretty well off the bench. Yeah. He's actually He was actually leading in six-man of the year, um, uh, like on in Vegas or whatever. But, no... He is now their main ball handler. There's not another ball handler on that roster who is on Russell Westbrook's level of experience. Um, and Russell Westbrook is a winning player. How many times has Russell Westbrook not made the playoffs? I don't have that number offhand, but it seems like he's there every single year just about. He's played with Paul George before. Paul George wanted him there. They had the meeting, him and Kawhi. Uh, and Paul George all together. I'm sure there was, there had to be some type of like laying out the hierarchy of player. Like if the team's down three, I can't imagine Westbrook's coming down and hit 
taking a pull up three. I, I just you have to just assume Westbrook's smarter yeah. than that. Um, well, I, and, I think and a, a lot of this talk is like him leaving the Lakers is how popular he is amongst his teammates and how important that is. Like, yeah, we can talk about him. Media can talk about him all they want, right? I mean, yeah, but we do see him out there doing some foolish things. But still, he's a very popular teammate and player within the league. Um, so that's a real thing. You know, he's very well-liked by a ton of players in the league. And, uh, you know, definitely has those relationships you're talking about. He'll know how to play with those guys. It's just when you get in the moment, does he kind of take over and hold on to it? Um, yeah. So and and I, having, having Ty Lu like back in you like that, you know, one of the smartest coaches, a very well-established coach, having him, you know, really defend, look, we, we signed Russell Westbrook. We want him to come and play the basketball that we know he can. Like you said, that's empowering, and I think that's actually going to go a really long way. Now, Ty Lu's been known to mix up a lineup and – switch up a rotation. They've got a really deep rotation. So I know one of the big kind of fears for a lot of people with Russ going to LA was he's going to take 25 minutes away from some really, really good players that are on that roster. But Ty, Ty Lue's no idiot. He knows what he's no. doing. And he knows, I think he has a plan on, on how to make that work. And when it comes to the playoffs and because, I mean, right now they got, like, Kawhi bringing the ball up and stuff. Yeah. Uh, he's, like, their playmaker. So now you got, in the playoffs, when they start pressing and playing hard, you got the ball in Russell Westbrook's hand. You know, everyone hate on him, like, the, however they will. But, I mean, the guy is a top 15-point guard in the league. Um, and he knows what he's doing. He's been in the big moments before. And he'll be able to come down and initiate an offense. Yeah, he'll be ready for big moments, and I mean the the drive. Nobody can get into the paint like Russell Westbrook. It's just about all right. You get down there, do the smart thing, kick it out. That's gonna be. It's got the potential to be beautiful if it works, and you'll be able to see that pretty quick um, because with Paul George out there and Kawhi out there, Russ getting into the paint and then getting it to those guys that that could be a beautiful thing, right? And you you'd hope it would be. Um, that's the point. That's the goal. Um, Ty Lue, definitely not an idiot. Even all the great players he's coached, yeah, but still, I think he's, uh, even though he's regarded as a great coach, still underrated to me uh, just how no, good definitely. Ty Lue is. I think Ty Lue is a top three coach in the league, if not higher than that, right? Okay. Um, but I'm excited to watch him. I think with this, these are some you know, guys that have been in the league a long time. We're going to see pretty quick, right, probably immediately if it's going to work. You know, to that level. I mean, you'll and be able to I, tell I'm, these signs. I'm I'm high on. I like Russell Westbrook. I'm a I'm a Russell Westbrook defender. I'm a Westbrook yes. guy. Man, I don't know. I I may the I may have the Clippers coming out the West. Mm. I remember at the very very um in beginning in preseason, I picked the Clippers. Because I was like, I like John Wall. <laughs> and I sold myself yeah. on that. And yeah, now I feel is. like I'm going through the same mental cycle where I'm like, oh, I like Westbrook. And I'm selling myself on yeah. that. Get your heart out of it, man. They're not beating the Suns. <laughs> I, I promise they're not beating the Suns. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. But I, I everyone's cri criticizing the move. Everyone's saying it's the worst possible move you can make if you're the Clippers. You had something good going. Why are you putting, you know, this factor like a Russell Westbrook who can really make or break um, a situation. But 
But for the Clippers, it's know, been man. they've been good for so long, but that's not good enough anymore. I mean, they right. how many years and for how long has the Clippers been have they been good, really good at times, but that's not enough. And they didn't have enough this year. So yeah, it's a risky move. It's either gonna confuse a lot of things, um, or it's the piece they needed. Because I can't I, I can't think you just sit around and do nothing when you play in the West. It's as competitive as it is. Other teams are making moves. They had to do something. I don't. I don't know what else was out there for yeah. them to do. And, and, and the hole was point guard. That was what they yeah. needed. A point guard. And Russ is, you know, to his core, a true point guard. Yeah. Um. I don't know, man. I I, I hope it all works out. I, I like Westbrook, so I'm rooting for my guy. And if it doesn't work out, they don't have him on a long term deal. It's a buyout deal, so he'll be gone in June. Yeah, I'm excited to see it. I. I like it. You know, I've kind of been a hater plenty of times on, on Russ, but I don't know where else he could have gone that would have been a better fit than this. So I'm going to be optimistic. Still not my pick to come out of the West. Um, but, yeah, we'll move on. There's, the buyout market yeah. was was going pretty well there. That was one other thing beyond the trade deadline that we covered last time. But I was looking forward to the buyout market. Um, a lot of other players on the moves. Take your pick of which one you like. Yeah, let's um I, I would say this one is getting the most publicity right behind Westbrook. It's gonna be Kevin Love to Miami. Um Kevin Love, he's a uh a forward who can spread the floor. He can get you a rebound every now and then. He's not gonna do anything crazy now. Like he wasn't even really getting playing time in Cleveland. But I could totally see that random Miami Heat playoff game where all of a sudden Kevin Love's got 12 points. He's four of five from three. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the type of, that's the best case scenario uh, that the Miami Heat are looking at with Kevin Love at this point in his career. I mean, wh what do you think about the Heat getting Kevin Love? Yeah, he can be nothing but a shot maker. He doesn't have to do anything else. Bam Adebayo's got a lockdown low defensively. You don't have to ask the world of Kevin Love, and I like it. Because they did nothing else. This is the one thing they did. At the trade deadline, they did nothing. Um, we thought that that may come back to bite them or just, you know, they, they needed to do something because everyone else was doing something. Um, but you wait, you get a vet. How can you not be a fan of Kevin Love? Um, so he can really just focus on being a shot maker and not have to do anything else. I think at this point in his career, that's what he's best at. Let's see if he's uh, you know, good to go health-wise for the rest of the year. But Miami's right there. Still, this move is not putting them in the top two. Can they be right there with Philly in that 3-4 uh, spot as you know, third or fourth best team in the, in the East um, when it really comes down to it? We'll see. Um, but the East is you're not getting by the top two. I don't, I don't care who it is. No, yeah, it, it's a two-man race. It's Boston or Milwaukee out the East, and I feel like Everyone kind of knows that. That's why a lot of the Eastern teams didn't make any big win-now moves because, I mean, maybe they just know, all right, we're pretty far behind these two guys. I mean, Philly, record-wise, even Cleveland, they're up there, but I don't know. It's it's Milwaukee or Boston. I mean, you would think the two teams that have been there throughout the East over the past two seasons, but Miami was there not too long ago, right? So. Right. You know, oh, there's no, a man, lot, we'll there's always a lot of really nice, you know, stories or teams that do well in the regular season 
younger teams are capable of winning a lot of regular season games, but you talk about a team like Cleveland, they're they're not ready yet to truly compete with the top of the East. Um, I, I don't believe they are. But, I mean, they, they could be eventually, but it's not yet. I mean, the Boston and Milwaukee are so good that you got to feel bad for everybody else because, you know, really didn't matter what anyone else did. They were not going to be on that level. Right, and Boston and Milwaukee just got better um, after the trade deadline yeah. and all-star break. So, um, And Giannis, he had a wrist injury. That was why he didn't participate in a lot of the all-star festivities, but every all the reports came out on that that that's good to go. So he's going to be completely healthy, ready to rock come playoff time. Um, got a couple minutes left here. Before we wrap up, let's go ahead and touch on Patrick Beverly. So, yeah. He's he's headed to Chicago now, and uh, when they asked him why, <laughs> he said that the the West was too stacked and that he could make some moves in the East. And uh, I think they asked him like what was his goal um, when they played the Lakers or something like that, and he said his goal is to make sure L.A. don't make the playoffs. Yeah, because uh, Chicago well... and L.A. they play um, coming up. Yeah, that might be the only goal, you know, he has for the Bulls. I mean, they're uh, a good bit below 500. They're the 11th seed in the East. Um, you know, they shut down Lonzo for the year. We knew that was coming. Yeah. So Chicago not being a uh, – it's kind of a shame that that the Lonzo news is a shame big time just That's... because you hate it for him. Well, and um, no one even knows what it is. So he's, it's yeah. been like this for two years, pretty much since he stepped into Chicago. And now they're just like, yo, there's no improvements. We don't know what's going on. It's really unfortunate. Yeah, maybe some identity issues with who they are. I mean, you've got some – Zach Levine is great. DeMar DeRozan is elite at what he does. We'll say that. I mean, he yeah. is a mid-range king. I love DeMar DeRozan. Um, I don't know. But they're, you got to be frustrated if you're a Bulls fan. Patrick Beverly does nothing for me. <laughs> It does not move the needle at all with Chicago. I'm sure, fine, it's a new team for a player that is loud, um, and we talk about them from time to time, but that's about it to me. It's not going to mean much. No, yeah, at the end of the day, it really does, and a lot of people had Chicago maybe being a team that would sell at the trade deadline and kind of start to tank, but they're just uh, still pushing, and I don't know, man. I, it feels like just... Was it just last year? Yeah, it was just last year where they made the move to get DeRozan and they bring in Vucevic and everyone in Chicago was getting excited and now here we are like, oh man, that was a fun 200 yeah. days, I guess. Yeah. And here we yeah. are uh, back to reality. You, you, um, But yeah, so NBA comes back tonight. Yeah, that's uh, what I was going to get to. I wanted to talk about uh, or just... Mention the TV games, you know, so the people that listen to us can watch along with us with uh, watching the same games. Tonight, you've got Memphis and Philly. That game will probably be pretty good. The later game is Warriors-Lakers. Um, I'm I'm in for those, for sure. I'm watching this Lakers ride, man, like, throughout, yeah. the, rest of the, throughout the rest of the season. They have to win almost every game. It's And that's what LeBron wants, so... It's going to be a fun challenge to, and just to see how LeBron shows up in this type of moment. Yeah, the but, Suns uh, play tomorrow. They play the late game against the Thunder. Before that, Heat Bucks. Um, so 
I'm I'm glad it's back. We can get back to real basketball. All Star break was a massive disappointment. I'm yeah. uh, I'm glad the real stuff is back. We got some good games coming up. That's right, man. So we're gonna uh, update you and fill you in on all those games and stuff next week. So root, it's nice seeing you. It's nice hearing you on that clean new mic. But uh, for for myself and for my guy Stephen Root. We're out of here. We'll see you next week. And as always, you have been double teamed.